everybody, it's Bernadette Joy. And as you may or may not know, I recently closed my first business dressed. And while it was a great decision for me and I'm so excited for the future, I did not realize all of the things that I would learn in the past couple of weeks about closing a business, about making that transition, and about all of the people that I've met during that time period. And so I thought it would be great to share my experience and share these stories with you in this next season called Undress. So stay tuned and see you soon. Hi, it's Bernadette Joy, and I'm here for another episode of Dressed, and today we have my friend Lauren, and we are here to talk about business, about life, and hopefully share some lessons that would be helpful for you in your journey. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for coming. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have to say, so we first met through another organization, yes. NABO, mm -hmm. which is a National Association for Women's Business Owners, so very appropriate that you're here because we're a lot of the listeners here are women business owners as well. Um, but I'd love to for you to share a little bit more about you. So you can't really talk about me and my business until you talk about me before my business. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, I call myself a reinvented baby boomer. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I already, I'm already loving this. So yes. Okay. So reinvented baby boomer spent my entire career working for advertising agencies on the marketing side in New York City and then in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And moved to Charlotte about 15 years ago had a great job at this small agency and then uh-oh 2008 came around that oh, was yep. a session if mm -hmm. everybody doesn't remember mm -hmm. and um, I lost my job and full disclosure I was 58 at mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. and said uh-oh what am I gonna do I am unemployable mm -hmm. uh, there's nobody old in advertising so I had to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up mm -hmm. and that is a, an exhausting thing to do at any age at 58, you do not want to be self-reflective yeah. and try to figure that out. But yeah. My husband and I, you know, built our lifestyle on two incomes, and mm -hmm. I like to work, so I had to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I got a random phone call during this period of unemployment uh, from a friend, and she said, you know, I learned about a franchise. You know, what? <laughs> And I think this might be interesting for you. Hmm. The franchise is called The Entrepreneur's Source. It's been a, it had been around about 30 years, so it was an established business. Had no idea what it was. Yeah. And what The Entrepreneur's Source is, is a coaching business ah. that helps people who are curious about learning about franchise ownership. Isn't that interesting? And figure out if that's what they want to do. Yeah. So it's coaching people. It's a franchise for coaching that helps people look at franchises. So I looked at it, thought about it, ran numbers, uh, and bought a franchise. And that was in 2011, so nine years later. Wow. I have been doing this business, and for me, it was a great decision. Yes, and that wasn't in your life plan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Business ownership was not in my life plan. Um, I wanted to just keep working till yeah. I was going to retire, which is a lot of people's, you know, plan, yeah. especially the baby boomer generation yeah. for sure. And so, what was that transition like, going from that, you know, career <laughs> to having your own franchise? Well, franchises are great for people like me. I did not have a big idea. You had a big idea. You had a small idea, but yes, you know, it was a big idea. <laughs> yes. You wanted to start something from scratch. I didn't have that idea. I didn't have the skills. I didn't 
have the confidence. I didn't have any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So buying into a franchise was a perfect thing for me because, I, as they say, you're in business for yourself but not by yourself. So I love that. I had support from a corporate entity with a marketing department and a training department. I had a hundred other franchise owners around the country who were doing exactly what I was doing so I could pick up the phone and call somebody and say, oh my gosh, I have a client who, and, and, and they could say, oh, try this, try that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how to market myself, which was sort of foolish considering I had been in marketing for my entire career. <laughs> but it's career. different. It's different. But yes, marketing yourself, understanding how to network, how to, um, you know, put yourself out there and tell your story. Didn't know how to do that. Yeah. So the franchise structure was the right thing for me. Mm -hmm. It is not the right thing for everybody. Ah. There are people who are more independently minded, mm -hmm. who don't want the structure of mm -hmm. a franchise. Mm -hmm. So... When I'm working with clients, that's one of the things we talk about, which is, can you follow the rules of a franchise? Yes, yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Right? So when you are talking to someone who's thinking about starting a franchise, are there any trends that you see as to why people are thinking about doing that in the first place? Mm -hmm. So it's not just 50-year-olds who can't get jobs. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of those. But the, and, and so... For that 50-year-old who's having difficulty getting traction in the job market because there is something called ageism. Uh, Absolutely. The idea of business ownership is a great path for them to explore. Mm -hmm. But I am talking to parents who want to go into business with their kids because they see oh, that yeah. business ownership might be a better path for them than trying to find a more traditional job. Mm -hmm. Millennials are very interested in business ownership. They, they might not be the right fit for a corporate structure. So they like the idea of having the independence and the flexibility that mm -hmm. business ownership gives you. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm talking to lots of people. I think that's a great thing to think about because a lot of parents, and I grew up very traditionally Asian, <laughs> and traditional Asian parents said, you know, go get a corporate job, right. work there for 30 years. And I wasn't that person that could do well with a corporate structure. And I learned through dress too that while I had the big ideas, I was always trying to figure out things on my own. It would have been nice to have the autonomy to a certain extent, but also have that backing of right. you know another corporate structure. So yeah, no yeah. one's like, oh, one day I'm going to be a franchise owner. Yeah, or <laughs> oh, I think I need to look for a franchise coach. Right. It, it doesn't work that way. Right. So franchises can be anywhere from that typical restaurant, the fast food, all those kinds of, of businesses. But people forget about all the guys that I call Chuck in a truck. Um, the residential service businesses, whether it's lawn care or maid services or window washing or carpet cleaning, many of those are franchises. So yeah. those are businesses that are a lot less expensive to get into yes. than a bricks and mortar business. Yes. But backing up the train a little bit, when I'm working with somebody, I am not really interested in what they think they should do. Mm -hmm. We try to start at the beginning. So my job is to get to know my clients. What are their transferable skills? You know, were they marketing people? Were they um, operations people? Are they finance people? How do they like to spend their day? Do they like being behind a desk? Do they like getting out and talking to people? Um, what, what are their interests? Do they have any outside interests that might impact what they do? 
um, what are their income goals? How much money do they want yes. to make? Yes, yes. And, and very realistically, how much money do they have to invest? Because we, when you start a business, whether it's starting something from scratch, whether it's buying an independent business, or starting a franchise, you need money. Yes. So what's their financial situation so that they can, we can find businesses that fit their criteria? Yes. And so for people looking at starting a business, what, what criteria do they have? Do they need flexibility in their time? Yes. Uh, all sorts of things that make some businesses a better fit for people yes. than others. And I love that you're coaching people on this because I would have loved that retrospective when I first started this business because, you know, one of the reasons that I think that I moved on from dress was because retail for a lot of reasons didn't fit my lifestyle or fit wow. my overall goals, right? When I first started the business, however many years ago, I was in my 20s. I really cared about fashion. I really cared about image. I really cared about, you know, those kinds of things. And I was willing to spend money on that. A couple of years later, I really don't care that much about fashion as <laughs> like, like I used to. Yeah. I care more about leaving a legacy and I care also about having my Saturdays <laughs> back. And yeah. that's just not feasible in a retail um, business. And so I think it's really important. A lot of people miss that is that while you might like have this idea or this uh, potential business, does that really fit your lifestyle goals? Yep. And does it fit your philosophical goals as well? And do you have the resources to actually make this a successful thing. And I think that is something that a lot of people miss too, is that, you know, if they have that bright idea or whatever, they'll figure out the money later, yeah. but you know, yeah. you got to have that up front, right? Yeah, you, you really do. It's, it's a really important part of the equation. You can have all the desire in the world, but if you don't have the capital to support it and the small business administration will say that the number one reason businesses fail is lack of capital. Yes. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, what was one of the harder things in making that transition from that corporate to doing I what you do now? I didn't have a boss. That's hard, right? It's really We hard. all complain about our bosses when we have them, and then when we don't yeah. have them, we're like, you know, it'd be kind of nice for someone to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Right? You know, you, you get up, you're excited, it's, you know, 8.30, whatever, you're sitting at your desk and go, oh, now what am I supposed to do? Uh, yep. Or... Let's say your flow of clients isn't as strong as it should be, and you're sitting in there thinking, well, the phone isn't ringing, and I don't have any calls scheduled, and I don't have any appointments made. Oh, my God. Were you with me yesterday? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, What am I going to do? Yeah. So, so understanding all the things that contribute to your business and how you schedule your time, how you um, book appointments with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, yeah. if, if you've got to get online and do some tasks that you hate doing, how are you going to make sure that you do them? Because there's right. nobody down the hall telling you it's due. It's due. Exactly. Yes. And I struggle with that. I struggle that with that in dress, but I had parameters around that with it being a retail business net. We're yeah. open during certain hours, right. but with this business that I'm doing now, which is completely, I can be from anywhere, which is great on one end. Yeah. There are some days that I'm like, oh yeah, I had this whole checklist of things I was supposed to be doing and didn't do them. Yeah. <laughs> and so that can totally relate to that. And something that I'm really curious about, if you're willing to share is what did your friends and family think about this transition? Um, that's so interesting. Well, I had total support of my husband. He thought that yeah. that was a great idea. And I tell my clients, you cannot go, you and your spouse are a business. 
Ah. You are a partnership. Mm -hmm. You have a family business. Mm -hmm. And you cannot go into business without the support of your spouse. I love that. And so as you're making decisions, listen, do they have to be on the phone with me? Do they have to be, you know, in every single call? No. But I want to make sure that they understand what you're doing. Now, at the end of the day, the two of you may decide this is not the right path for you. Mm -hmm. But you can't bring your spouse in at the last minute and go, oh, by the way, I'm about to spend $100,000 on a franchise. Right. Is that okay? Have you, you know, seen that happen before? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I would say that majority of the time, the whole process gets derailed because yeah. the spouse has not been brought in. Yes. And uh, a lot of people have... Interestingly, when I was doing dress, I had a lot of commentary saying, wow, you're really lucky that AJ is supportive of what you're mm -hmm. doing. And it was always a discussion, even though I'm the sole owner of my business, right. even though it wasn't his money being put into it or anything like that. But we, it did affect our lifestyle. It affected what things we could and could not go to. And especially when we decided to do the whole debt-free journey as well, while I had an income that was unpredictable right. there are all of those conversations and a lot of people don't consider that level of stress on their relationships and i've told people that i would rather have my marriage than any yes business but that came through the learning of what it, what would actually happen right. if we didn't put that first so i think that's a, i think that's a huge message and i'm curious you know in terms of next steps for you with your business um where do you see what do you see yourself doing with it Oh, so um, franchises are typically 10-year um, contracts, 10-year oh. licenses. So I'm going to have to decide. I'm 69. I'm going to have to decide what my plan is. Yeah. Do I want to continue working for another 10 years or perhaps I can negotiate it for five years? Mm -hmm. Is that my, my strategy? Do I want to try to sell it? and, you know, make some money and, mm -hmm. and you know, recoup my costs. Mm -hmm. um, I think that ideally I will, I will probably want to renew and continue, but I may not work as hard as I'm working now. Yes, and yes. And I can already see that I am moving towards a four-day work week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> now, does that four-day work week mean Monday through Thursday? No, no. it probably doesn't. But right. it means I give myself permission to go exercise. It means that I give myself permission to take an afternoon off. Um, I deserve it at yes. this point. Uh, so, yeah. So, so I love you, that you're saying that. So I, I am. It's evolving. Mm -hmm. I haven't quite, <laughs> I haven't quite gotten there yet. And that's okay. But the the idea of continuing to work because work for me keeps me active. It keeps me meeting people, engaged. I don't know what I would do mm -hmm. if I didn't, if I wasn't working. Yes. And I think that is also something that I'm finding very interesting because I've recently had a lot of clients coming to me for resumes mm -hmm. who are in their second or third stage of their careers. Yep. And I just had a conversation with someone who is retiring, made great money. He's 67. Okay. And the conversation was, I don't want to retire. I have so much energy and yeah. things to give and skill sets, and I want to be able to use that in a way that will help other people. But there seems to be this conception that we're supposed to be working until we're you know, in our 60s and then just sit back and do nothing. And Not me. That, and that's not, and yeah. I'm, what I'm learning is that that's not 
a lot of people, yeah. and um, there are so many things that you're able to uh, leverage in terms of your experience, but how do you incorporate that into the lifestyle that you want going forward? And even before we uh, got in here, you were, while you were so kindly waiting, you were knitting. Yes, I was knitting. I was <laughs> knitting. Um, yeah, I'm a knitter. Um, I'm a multitasker. So I'm knitting and I'm watching television. I'm knitting and waiting for appointments. Um, but I think that all of us are looking for those other things that sort of feed our soul in yes. addition to what we do to feed our stomachs, you know, oh, from, a work, from yeah. a work standpoint. Yes. And, and I, one thing I did want to talk to you about is this idea of passion. Mm. And I get clients who say, oh, I want a business that I'm passionate about. Mm. I'm, I'm so ready for this. Okay. Are you so ready for this? Yes. Um, I like to change the conversation about values mm -hmm. and what's important to you mm -hmm. and that maybe your work doesn't express your passions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have to tell you that when I started this business, could I tell you I was passionate about franchises? No. Um, I didn't even know that I was passionate about helping people. Mm -hmm. What I knew I liked to do was I like to hear people's stories. I like to be a problem solver. And that's what gets me excited. Yes. And it turns out that those are the things that are I'm passionate about mm -hmm. and that keep me excited about this business. Yes. As opposed to saying, oh, I love dogs, so I want a business that yes. has dogs. Or, you know, that's a great example. Or, you know, um, I like you know, I like old, fashion I like and I want to rent dresses. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and if you hadn't, if you had done a real deep dive and thought about it, maybe it was, I like helping people. I like problem solving, you know, and finding people, finding things that people will like, but yeah. maybe the business model of retail yes. is not the yeah. right structure for me. Yeah. No, that's and exactly what happens. That I'm so glad that you're saying this because I think the word passion gets thrown out yeah. a lot of times and people feel like, and also if you're not working 24 seven towards your thing, are you really passionate about it and all of that? And we could go on forever. Yeah, that yeah. could be a whole other episode, but I, I came to a realization and that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing now is that after three years of doing dress and I realized what actually got me motivated about dressed was yeah. the ability to partner with the nonprofits that we yes. were okay. working with. It was the sustainability factor. I hate wasting stuff. Right. I call that my old Asian heritage or whatever, but don't like wasting things. And I like the idea of helping women specifically save money on stuff that they shouldn't feel like they have to spend a lot of money right. on. And none of that required me renting dresses. And okay. so that was the realization I had a couple months ago where I was like, I could still do all those things and do it on a different level oh. and a bigger impact and those were the things that were feeding my soul but it took a lot of thinking through that yeah. because we all think about the business model what what physical thing we're selling what service Sorry. we're offering versus what is it that i'm actually interested in doing and how can i manifest that into yeah a business and so that's what i think I, I love what you're saying about that and i think that needs to be heard so i'm glad that we're having this conversation Good. so if people want to find you and have a conversation with you how would they do that a, a long email yep but so we'll put it in the we'll put it in the description below that's right and um i am happy to have conversations with anybody i spend the day on the telephone talking to people or having coffee hundreds of cups of coffee. <laughs> so if you're local, I'd love to meet you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. You shared some great wisdom. And if you want to learn more about Lauren, what she does, you can find her information in the links below and stay tuned for another episode of Undressed. We'll see you next time.
Bye.